Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, we're going to continue the conversation that we started on last week um, for our Monday morning discipleship segment. Um, we're going to continue that uh, conversation that we were having surrounding faith. And uh, we, we talked last week um, about being uh, able to answer the question of your faith. And so this week, we're going to continue that conversation because uh, where we left off, we kind of ran out of time on last week. And uh, we got to the end of answering uh, those questions that we asked concerning your faith. And we got to the end and, and uh, we talked about what does your faith produce? And we talked about that fruit of the spirit. And I said I wanted to come back to that on this week and spend some time there um, as we deal with that fruit of the spirit. And so uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it um, so that we don't take up too much of your time. Let me go back to that question that I asked when I asked that question, what does your faith produce? I want to read um, a, a section here. And by the way, uh, we were dealing with the book, going through to get through the book that I wrote, uh, going through to get through activating your faith during life's most trying times. And so I want to go back to that section where we were, we were dealing with answering the question of your faith. And then I asked that question at the end, what does your faith produce? Now, I want to read that, that that section that we read on last week, and then we're going to dive into those scriptures. I had a couple of scriptures in that uh, section that I read on last week that I want to touch on those scriptures today as we talk about answering the question of your faith and what does your faith produce. Let me read that uh, section here. It says, once you've developed your faith, your faith should develop your works, meaning your conduct, right? Not the work that you do for man punching a clock, but the work you're willing to do for God around the clock. We are what we produce. Matthew chapter 17, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 17 through 20, by the way. We are what we produce. We see in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25, where the fruit, not fruits of the spirit is outlined that a Christian will produce godly fruit, right? And so we outline the, the fruit of the spirit. Let me outline of all those things that are tied up in that one fruit. And we're going to touch on that today. Um, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all tied up in the fruit of the Spirit. Again, that's one singular fruit. And I'm going to get into an explanation on that uh, very quickly here in just a second here. But we talked about that. What does your faith produce? And so, so when we really look at that question, the question is really asking us, um, because of your faith, because you say you're a disciple of Christ, because uh, you say that you're saved, that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, what is that producing in your everyday life? And so, so oftentimes when I'm teaching, I'm talking about us moving from confession to application, right? You confess Jesus Christ as your Savior. You say that you're saved. You say that you're a disciple. Now let's take that confession and put it into application. So we ask that question, what is your faith producing? Can people see that you're saved every day? Can they see it in your actions? Can they see it in how we treat one another? Can they see that we're saved? What is your faith? Now that you're saved, now that you say you're, you're saved, what is that producing in your life? Because, because it's important that our faith actually produce something. What do I mean when I say that? So let's go back to that scripture that we outlined, Matthew chapter 7, verses 17 through 20. Matthew chapter 7, verses 17 through 20. Now, this is, uh, and I'm not going to do a teaching on this right now, maybe down the road, but this is during what uh, was referred to as Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. 
And uh, he's doing a, a lot of teaching on Christian living. And he gets to this place in Matthew chapter seven. I want to share this with you all. And I'm going to share from the New Living Translation, as we always do. He gets to this place where he talks about a tree being known by its fruit. Now, for the sake of context, I want to make sure that we understand that during this 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 conversation here, Jesus is dealing with false prophets. He talks about the fact that I'm going to share it. I'm going to start at verse 15, actually, rather than 17. And he talks about beware of of, of false prophets, right? Let me read from verse 15. It says, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. So so Jesus starts off and he's talking about uh, the false prophets. He said, you can identify them by their fruit. And he says in a New Living Translation here, that is by the way that they act. What do they produce? So that question that goes again to us, what is your faith producing? How are you acting now that you're saved? Now that you're reading your Bible, now that you're uh, uh, studying more, now that you're going to Bible class, how is that translating into your everyday life? You know, let me just say this, and the Spirit just dropped this on me, even as I'm sitting here talking to you all. Um, Let me just say this, you know, so often we think, of the, 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 the obvious things, the tangible things, I want to call them. Um, somebody gets saved and all of a sudden they stop cussing. You know, they, they stop, uh, they try to stop smoking or drinking or whatever, the tangible things and those outward things that we say, Oh, well, you've cleaned up your life. You must be saved. But, but Jesus is talking about, again, the things that your faith produces, character things, right? We look at that fruit of the spirit. We're going to go back to that in a minute. Those are character things. You talk about how you treat somebody. That's a character thing. You know, so so just because you're not cussing anymore, that does not mean you're treating folks better. Just because you ain't drinking no more, that does not mean you're treating people better. That does not mean you're kind to your fellow man. But let me let me go back to Matthew here. Let me go back to this very quickly. So again, Jesus points out the fact that he says you can identify them by their fruit. That is the way they act. Now, again, he's talking about false prophets, but you'll see as he continues he starts speaking and this thing really does apply to all of us, right? So look, look, look at verse uh, uh, 17. It says a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. That's that's why I like this New Living Translation, because it makes it plain. Y'all see that last sentence, verse 20? Yes, you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now, before I decide to do this, I want to make sure that I make this distinction very clear here, because sometimes we get caught up in what people do. And we say, because they did X, Y, and Z, they must be bad or they must be good. Now, when Jesus is referring to the fact that we produce, he says a good tree is going to produce good fruit, a bad tree, bad, bad fruit. And then he goes on to say a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit, right? And so if we're not careful, we'll misunderstand the the application of what Jesus is saying. So, so I'm going to explain it like this. Just because you saved don't mean you're not going to make a mistake. Just because you claim Jesus Christ, just because you say you're a disciple, it does not mean that you're never going to do anything bad again, right? Just because somebody is not saved 
Just because somebody's not a good person doesn't mean that they don't know how to do good things from time to time, right? I wish I had time to get further into that. Uh, 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 but Jesus even talks about that in scripture when he says, you know, every now and then the, the, the bad people will do something good. Every now and then good people do something bad. This is not what we're talking about here when Jesus talks about producing constant, your actions, the constant production of good fruit and bad fruit. Bad people can do good things, but that does not change their character. Good people can do bad things, but that does not change their character. If at your core, you are a good person, you're going to produce good fruit. If at your core, you're a good person, even though every now and then you might do something that's outside of your character. As I just said, people recognize that as outside of your character. They say that's not who they really are. But even though they did this thing, they were having a bad day. They were having a moment and we're all capable of having that. Same time, somebody who's constantly doing the wrong thing, they're capable of every now and then doing a good thing, a good deed, uh, uh, doing something right in somebody's life. But that does not mean that that's what they're producing all the time. That may not be the makeup of their character, but they do know how to be good to people. And so even at that, when we look at that text, Jesus says that you can tell who people are by how they act, by how they treat people. Now, somebody might be listening to me and they maybe say there's varying reasons, particularly when it comes to defending people who've got bad actions. So somebody that might be listening to me saying, look, there's reasons that people do some of the things that they do and there's circumstances that will cause them to do things. I'm telling you that if a person is a good person, the majority of their actions are going to be good, even if every now and then they do something wrong. If a person is doing something wrong all the time, we may want to defend it. We may want to point to circumstances and situations. But if that's all you do, that's who you are. Amen. And so, again, every now and then we're all going to color outside the line, so to speak. But 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 we talk about producing fruit. And I'm going to go back to that fruit of the spirit here in just a minute. We talk about producing fruit. We talk about actions. And Jesus talks about our character. He's talking about what you do all the time what you are producing on a day-to-day basis. When he used the example of a tree that's producing on a day-to-day basis, season in and season out, if you see an apple tree, that apple tree is going to produce. It's going to produce day in and day out. It's not a one-time thing. It's going to produce. And even if you see a good apple tree, every now and then you may see a bad apple in the bunch there. But then you can get into some circumstances that, that maybe there was some, 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 some bugs or things like that that may have gotten a hold of the fruit, right? Because we're all capable, even though, uh, we may produce good fruit all the time, that there's some things that infect us every now and then and wind up producing a piece of bad fruit. Amen. And so, so Jesus is basically saying to us that your faith, as I get better to get ready to go back to this fruit of the spirit, and we're going to wrap this up. He's saying your faith ought to produce good fruit. It does not do you any good, child of God, to come to church every Sunday and leave the same way that you came in. And by the way, even if you're doing pretty good, you still ought to leave better than than you were when you came in. It does not do you any good. This is why the church has such a bad reputation right now, because there are people who are coming to church on a regular basis and they're not producing good fruit when they go back out into the world. Again, not that they're not perfect, right? 
because reasonable people don't expect you to be perfect, right? Anytime a person looks at you and says, oh, you go to church every Sunday, you must do everything right in your life. That's, you're not unreasonable. That person is unreasonable. Anybody that expects anybody to never make a mistake and never do anything wrong, they're unreasonable. But I'm saying this though, if you're coming to church every Sunday, if you're saying you're saved, if you're posting things on social media, talking about how you love Jesus and all of this other stuff, there ought to be some evidence in your life. And again, I'm not saying that you're perfect, but listen, the more Jesus you get in you, the more your bad habits are going to go away. Your character will change. It won't change overnight, but it will change. So let, let me let me move on. I want to get back to this fruit of the spirit here. I want to make sure I give you this before we get out of here on today. Listen, we talked about that fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the spirit is found in Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 25. Read that when you get some time. But let's look at this fruit of the spirit. This is what your faith ought to produce. It ought to produce improved character. So look at this. Look at this fruit of the spirit. Love. Love for one another. We call it in the Christian community, the agape love, right? It's not a romantic love. It's an agape love. That means that that Christian love that we have, uh, one brother or sister to the other brother and sister, right? So just a genuine love for one another. So by the way, when people say to me, uh, Reverend, it's hard for me to love everybody. It's not hard for you to love everybody. It's not hard for you to have Christian love for one another if you say that you're saved. And, and when, when we talk about that Christian love, that's that genuine love. It's a genuine concern for one another. Listen, there's a, and let me say this very quickly. There's a character flaw within you if you don't have genuine concern for the people that you worship with and really for the people of the world when, when you're not concerned about people. Let me give you an example here, and I, and I try not to get too political on these things, but I, I shared this with you all before on a podcast. I always tell, uh, tell people when it comes, comes down to Mr. Trump, people who talk about it can't stand them, people who are saved, that will speak about the man with such vitriol, such anger, such disdain. And, and a lot of times that's because of that's how he conducts himself. But I always remind him as a Christian, you should have love for everybody. And so our first thought as Christians toward Mr. Trump should be to pray for him. Now, I'm not telling you to pray for him instead of going to the polls. Amen, somebody. I'm saying pray for him because your overall concern for him should be his soul. So, so that's another subject for another time. Look at that love, joy, peace. Look at that peace. It, it, the, the, your faith ought to produce a character in you that says, I want peace. As we're getting ready to head into a new year, your faith ought to produce a character in you, a, a part of your character that says, I want to be at peace with people. Even if I don't necessarily agree with them, we can still find a way to, 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 to be peaceful. Romans 12 and 18 says, with, with everything that lies within you, you ought, to, you ought to live peaceably with all men. Try to find a way to be at peace with people. You don't always have to agree with everything they say. They don't always have to agree with everything you say, but you ought to be able to find some level of peace, right? Long suffering, this right here, I, 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 I know I'm going over right now. Long suffering. This long suffering means exactly what it says. It means that suffering long. And I'm always reminding people that we have to learn how to put up with one another. And so a lot of times we don't want to do the long suffering piece. We get tired of people. We get tired of, I'm tired of this person. I won't deal with this person no more. But I always remind people that somebody's putting up with you too. Well, I know we like to toot our own horn and we think we're doing great, but somebody's putting up with you. Somebody's dealing with you. Your, your Christian faith ought to produce that, 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 that level of patience that you say, I'm going to be long suffering with this person. I'm going to be patient with them. 
because God was patient with me. Kindness, goodness. I shouldn't even have to explain those. Being kind to one another, being good to one another. Faithfulness, being faithful to God. Your faith ought to produce more faithfulness to God. Lord, I'm going, I'm going to be even more faithful to you. I'm, I'm going to lean and depend on you even more because I see you keep bringing me out of everything that I'm going through, right? Gentleness. Again, that can go along with that kindness and that goodness, being gentle towards one another. These are the things that your faith ought to produce. And if it's not producing, you, you there's nothing wrong with, with, with your Bible. There's nothing wrong with the faith. You have to say, where's my commitment? That faithfulness, right? If it's not producing this fruit, and all these things, again, are one fruit. I'm going to explain that in, in, in a little bit more in detail on next week because we're running out of time right now. But again, if if your faith isn't producing all of these things in you, if it's not making you better, then you have to check your commitment to the faith. Are you really trying to practice what the Bible is telling you to, pr- to practice? Last thing, y'all, and then we're going to wrap it up for today. Self-control. In the King James Version, it may say temperance. Self-control. Your faith ought to produce a level of self-control within you. What do you mean when you say that? Let me tell you, 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 some of your things, and I think I said this on another podcast, there's some things that God is dealing with us. Some things are mistakes and some things are habits. And, and we got to learn to manage our habits. This is how we fall on the wrong side of God. It's not you make a mistake here. There are some things that we continuously do that are outside of God. The, the, the fruit of the spirit was tied into that is self-control. Your faith ought to produce a level of self-control. You ought to be able to say to yourself, I'm not going to do the things that I used to do. You ought to be to a place where you're not long, you're no longer saying the devil made me do it. When the devil, as I like to say, he didn't make you do it. He made a suggestion and it sounded good to you and you went with it. The devil didn't make you do it. You just did it. And so that, that fruit of the spirit was tied in all that is self-control. I got to, I, I learned how to control myself. I learned how to not be the same person that I used to be, right? I learned how to do Christianity and do it better. What is your faith producing? Is it making you better than you were before? Each and every Sunday when you go into church, each and every Wednesday when you go into Bible class, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, are you getting closer and closer to God? Is your faith producing that fruit? of the spirit in you, as we talked about today. If it's not producing that, this is not a time for you to say there's something wrong with the faith. You need to say, where is my commitment? Have I really put into practice the things of God? Have I really put into practice what I've read in my Bible? Is my faith really producing that fruit of the spirit and improved character? Am I better than I was before? Ponder that question. That's all the time that we have for this edition of Monday Morning Discipleship. Ponder that question. And we're going to pick it up again on next week because there's so much more that we can get get into. We'll talk about what your faith is producing. So I want you to ponder that question. Am I getting better? Am I better than I was before? And if I'm not getting better, what can I do to get better? Again, that's all the time that we have for Monday Morning Discipleship this week. I went a little bit over, but we do believe that it was important um, to get that out. We're going to pick that up again on next week. Um, the, the, that question, what is your faith producing 
in your life. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to check out the ministry, find us at our ministry's website. Ministry's website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you stop by there, we do believe that you will be blessed. We also encourage you to stop by our publishing website where you can purchase um, any one of our written works. Our publishing website is www. Dot krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Again, we always encourage you to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you might be listening. Share this with your friends. Give us a rating. Give us your feedback. And we would appreciate you all doing that. Again, that's all the time that we have for Monday Morning Discipleship on this week. And we will see you all on next time. Be blessed. <music>